You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Good morning to everybody out there in uh, the 757 and a little bit beyond. This is the Coach Ed Young. I am the lead voice somewhat today until we bring the regular lead voice, that it being Matt Hatfield, back in studio. Um, you are listening to Saturday Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Good morning to you, AJ. I, I said it right. I got the sponsor right, so I'm not getting fired this week. Yeah, I was thinking I was going to have to step in a couple times this morning, so we're one for one. Yeah, I screwed up last week. God admonished uh, the boss suspended me for the week um, with pay. Um, they gave me $5, and they said, you're suspended. And then they brought me back today, and I had to get the $5 back but I'm allowed to be on the air. So, um, and Matt's nervous too. Matt's down there somewhere running around in, in Pensacola, Florida. Um, I think with bathing suit on and, uh, and, nope. and near the pool and he's scaring a yes. lot of the kids. And I think he's trying nope. to come on in the background now. Is that, is that him? Is he, we got him. Yeah. They're doing construction out here, but I'm overlooking the uh, beautiful beach in the Gulf of Mexico on the balcony of my hotel, uh, room. So, and you're Good living life you. Good large. Morning, AJ. Good morning. You being eight, uh, Ed Young, uh, how are things in uh, Norfolk? Are they are they seventy two and toasty like it is here or no? I think it's actually going to be seventy today. So oh, it's it's right little, back at you. It's a little uh, windy. Right. Yeah, he thought he had one on us. Oh, it's very windy here. So in, in about a few minutes, you might if you don't hear that drill and that noise of construction in the background, um, I would tell you that uh, I would tell you that you're going to hear my usual wind tunnel interviews in about five six minutes. Because yesterday it was extremely windy. I thought they were going to blow us over. Uh, and speaking of blowing us over, you talk about a, a strange uh, return to our hotel as there were some angry people from Alabama, specifically Troy, who I think were getting ready to throw eggs if they could find them at our bus and at us, uh, accusing us of cheating. But, you know, we just said do, what, do whatever it takes to win, which is what Ed told us before we left. So we did whatever it took to win and got the win. Well, you, you're admired in some controversy down there. Number one, Old Dominion women got to win. And there, and you're going to give us all the particulars, but there is some controversy, which yeah. we kind of like controversy as long as we don't start it. Yeah, it was an interesting game that we had here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 yesterday with Charlie Woodson and I on the call. Old Dominion, like they were in their second-round matchup with Georgia State, Ed, they were up double figures. It shrunk down quickly in that game. It got down to two, uh, got down to three late in the fourth quarter. They pulled it out. This game, they were up 18 in the fourth quarter with 7.55 to go. And if you watch anything in basketball, such as the Celtics and Nets last night in the NBA where Boston was up 28, lost the lead against a Brooklyn team that no longer has Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. If you watch Michigan State and Iowa and men's hoops a couple weekends ago where Tom Izzo, yes, Tom Izzo and his Spartans were up 11 with under a minute to go, you know that leads can quickly evaporate in basketball. By the way, Ed and I last week were watching at one of our favorite Italian joints an NBA game with Dallas and the, and the Lakers, and uh, Dallas was up, I think, 28 in the first half, couldn't miss a three, Lakers couldn't make a three, and, of course, LeBron and AD come back to beat Luka and Kyrie. Nonetheless, this was the case here, 18-point lead with 7.55 to go. Troy gets it down to one, 4.4 seconds to go, inbound to Amari Young, who's wide open for a layup, and the reason she's wide open, uh, as the Troy head coach Shanda Rigby said afterwards, was 
Well, there was five players on the court and one inbounding the basketball. So there were only six players on the court from her vantage point, and Old Dominion scores it. No complaint as that unfolded, but the ESPN Plus television crew saw it happen and called it out live. Now, the crew, it is worth noting, is not here in Pensacola. They're broadcasting remote from New Orleans. Now, there's been some crews doing that in the past, specifically when we had COVID, but kind of strange that they're not here on location. Also, odd that we're up on the concessions broadcasting, not on the floor, because you would think that it's for television purposes that they have the floor and there's not enough room for radio. I digress. I move forward. Troy comes down at the timeout, down three, needing a three, three-point shot by uh, Jada Walton. is blocked by Amari Young, who was just sensational yesterday, Ed. You like to joke it's your third cousin. You're not related to Amari, but you'll, cr- you'll claim credit. I'll definitely claim credit. Points. I saw it at the family that? reunion. Oh, you did? You were shooting at the barbecue? Yeah. We were shooting hoops okay. a little bit. Yeah. 29 points for Amari on 13 of 21, shooting to go with nine rebounds, a couple assists, and the two blocks. Now putting her a block away from 100 in her great career, and she's now seven rebounds away, Ed, from matching Nancy Lieberman, the great lady magic of ODU lore, on the all-time rebound list. When you're on a rebound list with Ann Donovan and Nancy Lieberman in the top three, that's doing something right. So anyways, uh, Delisha Milton-Jones, the very first question was posed to her, I think, by Harry Minium of ODUsports.com. Uh, was there six players on the court? And this is what I believe she said. That's what someone was saying. I, I would have to go back and look and see, um, but that's what someone was saying. I, I, I respect the referees that we have in our conference, and they do a great job, and it's a hard job. Um, if they saw it, I'm sure they would have called it um, the same way that they call fouls and they call, um, you know, whatever it is that they do within the confinements of the game. But, um, yeah, it's been rumored that there were six players out on the floor. Um, technically, no, because five were on the floor. It was just one out of bounds. So <laughs> however you want to look at it, it was still a violation, I guess. Um, but um, I-, I can understand uh, the drama behind all of that for sure because if I was on the other end, I would probably be in the same position that Troy is in right now too. You know, you just don't want to suffer. You don't want to accept defeat when there's a potential violation, you know, in question. So, Delisha Milton just a little bit of humor with it, Ed. Here that at Seven Seven Saturday Sports Talk, powered that by was, Law. That was a tremendous way to say it. Because when you told me last night about situation, I, that's what the thing I would have said on the court was. We had five on the court, and we just had one out of bounds. And, and let's, let's make sure we prep this to everybody. Old Dominion did nothing wrong. I've been in those situations, both ends, having six on a court and going against six. And she did nothing wrong. Um, let, let's make that loud and clear. And I understand the Sunbelt commissioner issued a, uh, uh, a, a, some type of message out that said, hey, we blew, basically said we blew it. And yeah, here's what I said real quick, Ed. He said, I apologize to head coach Shanda Rigby, the Troy women's basketball student athletes in the Troy community for the manner in which the end of the game was officiated. That's Keith Gill. No one wants to, wants to have a game end this way, especially during this postseason. And he also went on to say that the officials are done with the tournament. Adios, bon voyage, get lost. We might not even give you tickets to the airport. Get out of here because they have been taking a beating. And look, you're you're right. I mean, on the on the surface, ODU did nothing wrong intentionally. Six players here would be a violation that would have resulted in a technical foul, two free throws, and the ball. And Troy, from their vantage point, they're going to send an 82% foul shooter to the line. They feel like the game's going to be done there. They'll hit at least one, if not both, have the ball 
game over, they win. That's their feeling on it. There's no guarantee of that. But ultimately, uh, I tell you, the one that deserves the credit that nobody's talking about here is Joy Campbell, the young lady on the bench who grabbed the six-player off the court as the play was unfolding because if the play continues to unfold with six players, you might see it and it might get reviewed and it might not stand as a hoop for Amara Young. But it's just an unfortunate situation. The bottom line is you hate to have this win uh, be marred by something like this or view as if it is controversial or in question, which has been the case for a lot of people in social media has been lighting up in the last several hours. Yeah, and, you know, some people asked me at the game I was watching last night when they had heard about, I guess, some Old Dominion fans, you know, Coach, what should have been done or how do you feel? There's nothing that could be done other than they issued a statement, as the commissioner did. You can't go back and say we're going to pick it up from that spot. There is no appeal. It doesn't help Troy. If I'm the Troy coach, I'm still livid today. Um, Though, again, if you really want to get down and dirty, uh, you blew a lead also, and and you were covering the five girls on the floor. Sometimes we don't cover the out-of-bounds girl thrown in-bounds. So, you know, you could joke along it that way to ease the situation. It is what it is. It happened. It's not good. It's not the first time. Um, I did say to the, the gentleman that asked me last night, in some of those cases in the past, I'm not saying this happened now, but in the past, the conference would admonish the referees and actually – take them out of the tournament at that point. They, they kind of get on the officials, not the teams. And Well, they kind of did that yesterday, last night with Gil Stamen. And real quickly, Ed, I don't know if you know this or not, but to begin the game, there was a technical foul issued on Troy because they didn't have, and this has happened in high school, as I'm sure you've seen and been on both sides of, good and bad. Before the game, the, the appropriate starters were not listed in the book for Troy. This is a college tournament game. So Michaela Dickens, who did not even start the game, got two free throws for Old Dominion. Monarchs were up 2 nothing before the game even had time elapsed. So go back to it. You're down one there. Those two free throws loom largely. And Troy, in a lot of respects, has nobody to blame but themselves because they got down 18. Now it is a tough way to lose. And as Delisha said, if it was the other way around and Old Dominion was the one fighting this and protesting this, like Troy po- protested this on the court for upwards of 20 minutes yesterday as we were on there with our White Claw postgame show, uh, that's pretty brutal. But I mentioned that to uh, Ted Alexander earlier here on Inside Monarch Nation before we came on the air that this is just a situation where Troy could have, if they defend the three-point shot better, they have a chance to win. A lot of things could have been prevented for this to get to that. And what you hate is that the officials did not even check this on the monitor. Nobody saw it. Nobody at the table. Neither bench saw this. It's amazing that this slipped by in technology now. And then people out there watching it on television were just losing their ever-loving minds. Well, and, and again, I also let this gentleman know last night, most officiating crews, including high school, one of the th- one of the officials, because there's three of them, one of their jobs is when there are timeout situations, there's a lot of exchange of, of substitution, which I do a lot of times in, in our games, and sometimes I do it on purpose, is to ca- count both squads and make sure there is only five and then if there is a six, you can be preventive officiate. Hey, coach, you, you, we can't go with six. Take them off. But once that ball is presented in play and the ball was put in play and the clock is running and now there's six, it, it's a technical foul. It's just, it's just the way the rule has to be administered. So I could put some blame on the officials as which one of, the, of you guys was supposed to, or ladies, was supposed to be counting. And, and I can also see them in that kind of situation, counting the five-on-five on, five on the court and say we're good and we forget about the young lady on the inbound. So, you know, I can see it. I don't want to draw any more attention to it. Is It is what it is. We got to get on. And I think the next thing is, is Matt, is a great matchup coming up between uh, the Lady Monarchs and uh, James Madison. 
Yes, the Royal Rivalry Challenge Part 3. They lost the first game in Harrisonburg uh, up at halftime without Amari Young, who's now back, dealing with the death of her father back in late December. Now you go back to the game that was the Robertson home finale against JMU. uh, Was down in that game. Amari had a shot that forced OT, and then now they lose the game by six in in overtime after losing after being up six in overtime. It was a chance to get the top seed in a double bye that would have meant they were playing their first game here on a Friday as opposed to on a Wednesday in the second round and get that double bye to play in the quarter. So JMU took out its frustration from a loss to Marshall and uh, that they had by beating Marshall pretty soundly yesterday in the quarterfinals. So it'll be a very interesting matchup. And it's good for the Commonwealth, Ed, to say as we'll transition here in a second to uh, high school playoff basketball scores from last night and op- open up the phone lines at 757-687-9494 here on 94.1 FM Priority Auto Sports Radio that uh, I think it is – uh, neat that someone from the Commonwealth, whether it is ODU or JMU, certainly would love it for it to be ODU. One of them will be playing for the championship game on Monday night and that automatic bid to the NCAA tournament that accompanies it. Yeah, that, that part's going to be good. And, of course, we're 1,000% hoping that it's uh, the Old Dominion Lady Monarchs. Sorry, JMU listeners. Uh, we are. Mike yeah. Hatfield, my dad is not. He's open for JMU since he's a JMU grad. So. Well, you're gonna, Mike Hatfield is going to have to stand. Sometimes in life, being second is okay. You're just going to have oh, to understand oh. I'll be getting texts about that soon. Thanks for saying that. Well, let's hope he's not listening at this very moment. And if he does, I'll blame uh, it on you. Okay. But we do have a lot, right? Today we got games Playoff. galore. We got state tournaments. We got guests coming on. As you like to say, we have a what kind of show? A jam-packed show. And uh, I haven't even done my video for all of our social media crowds. I did that during a commercial break before I dart back inside with all this construction getting ready to start. But we've got all kinds of playoff scores. I don't know if I've sent you yet the big bracket. I'm going to do it during our break. But you ready to go through some of them now? We'll do some more later. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do it. Uh, AJ, we good? We got to hurry up and run to a uh, pay we some go. bills. We got time. We got time. We good? We got time. Yeah, All right, got let's time. do it. Let's do it. Okay. We got coaches coming on by the way, including Lavar Griffin of Oscar Smith boys. They won to move on to the semifinals. Maurice Fofana of the Kingsport Girls, running state champs, and Brandon Plummer of Maury boys. So we'll go through half of them now, the other half later. So how do you want to split this up? Half now, other half, second hour. It's your call since you're in studio. Not going to push the buttons and turn the knobs, but you will get some veto say power this morning while I'm in Sunshine State, Florida here in Pensacola. Well, this is the way it should be. I should definitely have veto power. But, you know, as far as touching buttons and pushing buttons, AJ's he's put a lock on everything. And he, he helped me out by putting the uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio logo in front of me because, you know, I did blow it last week. Uh, yeah. and, and that's why I told AJ they suspended me with pay for this past week. And then I brought me back today and I had to give the pay back. So, But let's go, let's go Class 1 Girls. Class 1 Girls. That's a very interesting way to start here, Ed. So we begin the scoreboard here from last night in high school hoops on 757 Saturday Sports Talk with... The Class 1 girls finals, Rappahannock County, the Region B top seed at 19-7. Alf, number two seed from Region A, King and Queen, who was 18-4. It was Rappahannock County prevailing 53-34. to So the top seed of Rappahannock County will take on the second seed from Region 1B. That's Buffalo Gap. The Bison of Buffalo Gap beating Rappahannock 55-39. to I know you were looking forward to a Rappahannock County-Rappahannock matchup. Yes. You say that the Rapp would win, right? Yes, yes, I definitely, I definitely wanted to see that because I think did they play Dornberg? They're not in the same district, right? They are not in the same district. One is in the Bull Run district, the other is in the Northern Neck district. Right, but I like when those two teams get together because they they get each other confused. Yeah, they have a wrap off, right? It's a wrap off. 
next uh, next couple games here from the uh, Class One state quarters at UVA Wise last night. It was J.I. Burton beating Eastern Montgomery sixty-eight to forty-seven. The Raiders move to seventeen and eleven, and they'll take on number two seed from Region One D East Side, who ousted Fort Chiswell seventy-one to forty-nine. East Side now at twenty-three and five. I'm not sure who is going to win that tournament ultimately. However, I, there is a team I like a lot right now, and that's the Bison of Buffalo Gap, despite the 17-7 and record. I feel good about them, and last year we called their state championship loss, I believe it was, to Honeaker, who did not get through. I, you know what? I, I'm going to – I think I'm going – I thought my head Rappahannock County. Really? You're going to be a contrarian here. I, th- I think that's who I'm going to go with. I do know that Rappahannock County lost last year's state semis to Buffalo Gap, 40-26. to And I bet, I bet there's about maybe four fans in Hampton Roads, if that many, that knew all that with Class 1 girls because they're not following that too closely. Where are we going to now that we've uh, finished off Class 1 girls? Well, you want to go? Let's go. Let's do by the classes. We did one girls. Let's do one boys. One boys as we go back to the other side. The Lancaster Red Devils, they remain unbeaten on the year, Ed, as they got a win last night over the Franklin Broncos, a team that beat you during the regular season. Franklin's great season under Coach Robbie Cutchin, the Tri-Rivers District Coach of the Year, comes to an end at 24-4. and Lancaster now 27-0. They won last night at New Kent 70-53. to Got a couple thousand point scores in the Henderson Brothers, and they're going to take on Alta Vista. Alta Vista, a winner last night at Heritage High in Lynchburg over Middlesex, the region one a runner-up, beating Middlesex 78-57. to Middlesex closes out 23-4 and under first-year head coach Curtis Williamson. And interesting to note that three of those four losses were to Lancaster. And it's also worth noting that Lancaster and Alta Vista did meet during the regular season this year. They've met a few different times before in the state playoffs over the years when Mike Cordillera was there at uh, Alta Vista. He had four championships before going to Perry McClure, where he now is the AD. They met a few years after that when Tim Rice was the coach at Lancaster. One of the wins for Lancaster on their way to a couple of state titles under his reign. And earlier this year when Lancaster played Alta Vista, it was a win for the Red Devils, obviously, because they're undefeated. Uh, fairly close ball game. It wasn't a total whitewash or blowout here. Uh, I'm trying to find that score now when they won, but I'll get back to that in a second. Let's go to the other part of the bracket as I continue to search for that. In class one last night, it was the George with Maroons all over their opponent, that being the Twin Springs Titans, 85-55 to as George with the region one seed runner-up is now 25-3, and and we'll hook up again for, I believe, the fifth time this year with Auburn. The Eagles, the reigning state champs in Class 1, a winner last night over Honeaker, 79-46, to so Coach Terry Millirons' team is 23-6 and in getting that much-anticipated rematch with George with, I believe that George with has won three of the four meetings, or they split uh, and then on the Alta Vista Lancaster side of things, back on January 14th, it was Lancaster winning 81 to 66. So, how do you feel about Class One there? I tell you what, that's um, there's some basketball being played there. High scoring, um, teams got stars on each of them. Some veteran coaches. I, I wanted Franklin, of course, they're out now. Um, I'm going to jump on the Lancaster bandwagon. Won't be easy to take down Alta Vista a second time. Should that game should be in the Lancaster area? I'm thinking. Alavista, who's Alavista? I, mean, I said Alta Vista. Oh, okay. You got to listen right. If you don't listen right, you end up speaking wrong. Okay. I, I know your dad learned you this stuff, and now I got to teach you on the air. See what I got to work we'll with, AJ. Him. We'll get to him in a second. We going to class two boys now, or where are we going? Let's go two girl ladies first. Come on, see, I got to keep on, learning them everything. First. Ladies first. Oh, hey, now's right. Uh, Come on. 
Yeah, Dave Simpson saying, hey, now, stop making half enough to change tabs on a spreadsheet to do this here. You're driving me crazy here. Class well, you girls, told me I'm in charge, so that's how yeah, I'm you're doing in charge. it. You're making things, uh, you're like, you're like uh, what was it, Clump, Sherman Clump, and uh, Professor Clump in charge? Young in charge, young in charge. All right, that's a great movie, by the way, Nutty Professor. Man, well, that, that was the one with Janet Jackson, right? Yes, Janet Jackson. Oh, oh, Janet's yeah. my crush. You, you oh. enjoyed that, yeah, that's all. Oh. <laughs> Only one thing standing between me and Janet. Well, there's more than one thing. Clark That's County, Brunswick last night in the quarterfinals. The Eagles soared high, 63-44 to with the Brunswick girls. So Clark County is now 23-5, and and they await John Marshall, the Region 2A champion who beat Strasburg and girls. Also beat them in boys, which we'll get to in a second. John Marshall and girls winning at 61-46 to behind Jaden Cook, the East Carolina commit. Gate City and Glenver at Virginia High. It was Gate City, a 69-32 to winner over Glenver. So they move to 24-5 and five and will take on the reigning state champ, our good pal Robin Dotson, the Hall of Famer, who's got over 700 wins at Central Wise. They win 68-66 to 66 over Floyd County in what was a barn burner ball game. We expected that to be a championship-level clash in the quarterfinals, and it was. It did not disappoint. Central Wise was the region runner-up, Ed. They lost the tiebreaker. They lost the region championship to Gate City. They played five times already, and Wise has won three of them. This is the sixth meeting, wow. and that one could go either way, and I do believe the winner of that is going to win the state championship at VCU next week against Clark or John Marshall. Wow. I, I got a veteran coach, 700 wins. I got to stick with him. I know he's not playing, but his girls will, and I got to stick with them. And it's going to be interesting, though, that Clark County John Marshall – game should be a whole lot of points on the board too for that one and if john marshall and we always mention him is coming up pretty soon about their boys wait to see what they did last night if they have the athletes like like the boys side of it does that's going to be interesting too but i'm going to have to hang the hat on why Santa to win it all there speaking of john marshall boys for the first time this postseason ed they were held under 100 points at huguenot high school as the region yes to be runner-up strasburg did the unthinkable falling to the justices 98 to 27 yeah, they, they Strasburg did a great job. They held them under 100. Unfortunately, they had trouble finding their basket. Yeah, they're averaging now 112 points per game. In this People, you hear what he just said? Hun- they're averaging 112 in the tournament. Well, and they're going to take on Brunswick, who they beat in the region final, 113-51. to Brunswick, the runner-up in that region last night, squeaked by Madison County, 62-60. to So the Justice is at 26-0. Figure to go to 27-0 and make it back to their home away from home at BCU for the state championship game in Richmond. Who will they see most likely? It'll be either Floyd County or Radford because Floyd County, the region 2C runner-up, beat the region 2D champion Virginia High last night 59-52 at UVAY. So Floyd County, the Buffaloes, get a fourth meeting with Radford. Their Three Rivers District rival, the Bobcats, under veteran coach Rick Cormany, second all-time in VHSL history and wins with over 750. His team wins at 49-28 to over Graham to move to 22-4. and And remember last year, Ed, we were on the call when Radford fell in the state championship game to John Marshall, and it was not very close. Cormany's got a great program. He's got seven state championships, but he lost to John Marshall 82-43. to I'm not sure that the rematch will be that close and it won't be that close probably if Floyd County is to see John Marshall. Now Marshall, it's the Marshall Invitational. It's just a matter or not will they go over 100. And that's no disrespect to County or Radford. Those guys well coached. Um, as you say, Rick has done a tremendous job at Radford, but Marshall's on a different level. It's that simple. We'll squeeze in Class 3 girls and come back at the end of the show or the next hour with the Class 3 boys and the rest of our tournament results from last night. Class 3 girls quickly here. Meridian a winner over Lafayette 49-26. to 
as they move to 25-1. and one. Over at Nansman River High School, the Lakeland girls could not continue their magical playoff run as the Region 3A champs fell to Princeville District 50-36. to 36. So Princeville versus Meridian, bottom half of that bracket in Class 3 features Carroll County, 25-1 and one now, an 87-52 winner for Spotswood, taking on Region 3C champion Liberty Christian, who eliminated Lord Botetot 56 to 36. Coming up next year on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, we'll be talking with Oscar Smith head basketball coach LeVar Griffin, his Tigers winning last night over Forest Park in the state quarterfinals. And by the way, Mr. Hatfield has texted in and he said he's listening and he knows where the studio is located, so you better be careful. I know it. I'm, I'm going to go out the front door so he won't see me. More to come here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And once again, we welcome everybody back here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 Saturday Morning Sports Talk with the coach, Ed Young. That is me, live and in the studio with A.J. Risser, touching buttons, pressing buttons, and making sure I don't. And from Florida, our regular uh, main host, Matt Hatfield, joins us as he is uh, on duty with the Lady Monarchs, who will be in the uh, uh, Sunbelt Conference semifinals tomorrow. Matt, you back? I am back, and uh, I'm going to see if we have hopefully our next special guest who's doing an outstanding job, the Region 6A Coach of the Year from the Smith Tigers, who got themselves an impressive win last night over the Forest Park Bruins, the Region 6B runner-up. It's now 13 wins in a row and counting for LeVar Griffin of the Oscar Smith Tigers, whose team got themselves a victory last night over at Great Bridge High School over Forest Park, 79-52. to Coach Griffin, you out there? Yes, yeah, I'm here. Congrats on the win. First off, though, uh, Ed's very jealous of me right now. I'm here in Florida bathing at the beach. Ed's in Virginia Beach, but he can't go to a beach. He's in a studio. What should I tell him right now? Hey, look, just stay home today and just watch college basketball. Man, that's an easy, that's an easy gig for me. That's an easy gig. Good morning to you, LeVar. How you doing? How y'all doing? Good, good, good. Well. We're doing well. But we're not doing quite as well as you because you're now two wins away from a state championship. This has been a special team. I know you've loved this group all year long. We had a chance to chat about it back when I was in the Commonwealth at our Virginia Preps Classic at Virginia Wesleyan where you beat a team that was kind of similar in some respects to who you played last night of Washington Liberty uh, uh, that you played in our event in Forest Park. Um, this team was no slouch. You beat them pretty impressively. What's enabled your team here to play different brands of basketball, fast, slow, half court, open court, and be successful any way you have to adapt? Well, we try to mix it up in any way. You know, we gotta, you know, we have to go off of, you know, what what you know the team that we are playing against, and um, you know, it comes to preparing for that team. It comes from scouting them, uh, watching film on the team, and you know, making the adjustments to you know whoever we playing. And uh, last night, you know, we we had a strategy of, of playing fast and getting up and down the floor. Um, Forest Park was a, a team where they like to go inside, so, you know, I had to, you know, drop different, you know, both of my big guys back and forth on the guys just to make them tired. But, you know, that's just one of those situations where, you know, certain teams you got to do certain things and, and, you know, you make your adjustments and, uh, and, and, and do your scouting. You had a lot of different teams that Oscar Smith do well, going back to when you had Nigel Ribeiro and Donald Hicks and some other groups that have gone to the state tournament, and you've had different mixtures of size, athleticism. I think people think of Oscar Smith, they think of the athletes that you guys have, both in basketball and football, and being able to play fast and loose and have some fun. What's different and unique about this team compared to some other squads that you've had? 
one one thing about this team is 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 this not one dominant player? Um, you know, we have multiple guys that can do different things and multiple guys that can you know score the ball. Um, there's a lot of games this season. We had what four guys in double figures, and um, that's you know, and that helps us as a group. You know, being able to to have that and being able to play good defense, uh, good team defense, and and I always tell people this this group is very close, and um, and that's why I always say they're special because you know some teams you never get where you know you can have multiple guys that could do different things, and you don't have to just depend on one or two guys. I mean, I'm depending on a lot of guys on this team, and I think that's what really makes us special this season. We're chatting with Oscar Smith head basketball coach LeVar Griffin. His Tigers victorious last night in the state quarterfinals against Forest Park. By a count of 79-52, to 52, they moved to 25-1 overall. We'll take on Region 6B champion Patriot, who's now 26-3 and three overall. Went over Lancetown last night, 52-36. to 36. It is priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And, Coach, real quickly before I send it over to Ed, I believe that game with Patriot is going to be Monday night. Is that at Greensville High School or Gainesville High School, is it? Yes, it's going to be 7 o'clock on Monday at Gainesville. So they have an Oscar Smith, 7 p.m. at Gainesville. If you want to check that out, make the trip up there to Nova or watch it on the NFHS Network, Ed. LeVar, now as a guy that has to get ready for you every year, obviously people know we're both in the Southeastern District and I have to prepare for you guys, scout and whatever. The thing that impresses me about your squad, you, you hit it on the head. You can't zero in on one guy or even two guys. Um, you can't in, zero in on, well, let's just take care of the perimeter game. Now nah, let's just take care of the inside game. You have something right now that's very unique in high school basketball, and, and to be truthful, pretty much anywhere. You've got an inside game with some big guys down low, two of them. And then you also have some very quick, fast shooting guards, three if not four of them. So you, as you mentioned, you have a lot of weapons out there. How, as you prepare this team, what – and I know, I know a lot of times it's based on who you're playing is, but um, using that inside game, which is very unique now because everybody bombs three, how do you adjust when you put your, your team together at the beginning of the year to use those big guys that you have inside? And let's talk and let's have names of those big guys so people know. Um, Kareem Stats is probably, uh, you know, like a, he, he's the guy that's, you know, the workhorse. He's very athletic. And, um, and, and Jaden Haslin, our other big guy that's, you know, Kareem's about six seven, six eight, and Jaden about six six, six seven, and um, them guys just, you know, they, the main thing was was one we had to prepare them for the off season to get them to where they are right now, and then at the same time, you know, when it came to the team, um, we said inside out because you know when you you when you got bigs in high school, I just feel like when you got bigs in high school, uh, is a blessing, you know, and and not. And can play. It, it ain't bids that are clumsy or is a project. Exactly. It's, it's more, we got bids that can actually play. And our main goal is for the whole season was to go inside out. You know, because um, when 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 you go inside out and you got big guys like them, it opens up for the guards on the outside and it kind of makes it easier for them. Um, and like you said, it, it comes to different nights where you know it might not be that way. It might be a night where we go outside. You know, inside out. You know. But at the same time, um, them guys been carrying us all year. They've been done a great job. Um, Kareem was one vote basically away from Player of the Year, and um, and, and Jaden also made All Region honorable mention. So um, 
it, it's, it's just a blessing when you got it. You know, most high schools don't have two big guys like that. So, of course, in my mind, I'm saying, I'm going to take advantage of this this season. I'm going to take advantage of this. So, um, it's just a, it's just a part of the game where, you know, all us coaches, and you know that, Ed, that we, we always want a big guy here and there. And I'm sure down the road, you know, in the past, you didn't have some too. And, and, and it helps your team so much because, you know, you can't just depend on – you know, just guards or you just depend on bids. We people got to watch both our sides. You know, you got to watch our bids and you got to watch our guards. So it helps a lot this season. I think that's why we're in the position that we're in because of our big guys. Right, and as you made a good point too. Your your big kids can play. Testament to you and your coaches. You've got them ready to play because some some guys at the high school level have big kids, and they're really not polished or maybe they're not work with hard enough. Because a lot of big kids want to float out to the three-point line, jack up threes, pretty much like everybody else, or think for the next level that's where they're going to be, and they don't concentrate on what's going to help their high school team to do it. Your kids do a great job of doing what's necessary for Oscar Smith to be in the position you're in right now, and that's two wins away from a state championship. Yes, it's, it's, it's great, man. Um, you know, this this still a young group, and uh, a lot of these guys are coming back, and uh, – it's just a you know a thing where you know I had them last year and they was you know super young and we we lost to Manchester in that region semifinals and I you know the first thing I told the guys that was coming back I said just remember the feeling you know and remember what this felt like you know and they took that and took it in and we had a great off season um, we had you know we played in a lot of you know off season um, leagues and stuff like that just to get you know the team you know, together, and, and it's paying off, you know, and I told them that, you know, it's paying off right now, and, and I'm just so happy for the guys, and I'm just so happy for the community, you know, I'm just happy for the school also, just because, you know, we haven't been in this position since 2019, and um, and it's a blessing, you know, and actually, these guys going to be coming, but most of the guys going to come back next year, so they, it's good that they're getting a feeling of what it's all about, and the feeling of being in, in this position, of being in the state semifinals, and 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 being maybe in the on uh, the state finals next uh, on Friday night, so it, it's just great. And uh, I'm I'm taking it in. I'm telling them to take it in. We're going to enjoy this moment, and we're going we're going to keep it moving. And take one game at a time. We're talking with Lavar Griffin, head basketball coach, Oscar Smith boys, who uh, uh, will be playing on Monday night um, in Gainesville. At Gainesville High School. Now, don't go flying down to Gainesville, Florida, people. It's Gainesville High School, which I believe is in the uh, Northern Virginia situation. They're going to be playing a, a very tough Patriot opponent. And Matt's going to ask you a little bit more about Patriot. But, but LeVar, before we turn it back over to Matt, uh, now I know you mentioned a couple of your bigs. Let's talk about some of the key guys for your squad. And also, I know a lot of fans always ask me this. When they say, hey, when you get these high school coaches on, can you ask them, like, are their kids being looked at at the next level? Everybody wants to know where possibility of kids going next level. So go ahead and expound on some of your other kids and the possibility maybe uh, who's getting some looks. Um, my my point guard Ulysses um, Young, we call him Chubb. He um he he been a three year starter for us at the point guard spot. You know, even during that COVID year, um, he's been a three year starter for us, and he he's been running the club for us very well. And um, he's doing his job. He's doing what he have to do. He's listening to what I'm telling him to do, and um, he's he's having a great season. Um, of course, he's getting phone calls from different schools like Division threes and stuff like that, but um. He, he he's just a great player where you know he's running the 
he's running the, the the program. You know, he's 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 the point guard. He's the quarterback. So he's doing a great job. And then my wing guys, uh, Trey Williams, um, he already have an offer from Elizabeth City State, and and he's getting the calls also from D twos also. And um, he's he's been he's been shooting us. He was first team all region, and um, he's shooting the ball very well. Um, he, he's a spark guy. Uh, he'll come down and hit four threes in a row, and you wouldn't even know, you know. And um, um, he's been doing a great job. And Isaiah Dozier is number three. He is also um, he, he's like our X factor guy. He do all the you know intangibles where he'll get an offensive rebound put back, or he'll, he'll play great on ball defense and and, and and get a steal here and there. And, and all of a sudden, then all of a sudden he hit a, a open corner three on you. So. It's just like I said. It's just the the spreading of the you know of the wealth across the whole board with these guys, and and he was also um, all region second second team all region, and um, like I said, it's just it's just been great because like I said, you got those different guys, them guards that I just named, and all them guys are, are averaging double figures and points, and it's just like amazing when you got it like that because you just don't know. Any given night, it could be either one of them, and um, and that that helps a lot with us. You know, we had a lot of close games this season where you know uh, Isaiah would, would would make a great play and, and put us over, or Trey would make a big bucket, or or or, or, or Chubb would make a big play. You know, so it's it's just spreading it. You know, and then our bench is doing well too. Um, it, it's just it's just nice to go a good eight or nine deep, and we able to you know, carry that way. Coach, as we finish up here, we appreciate the time this morning. Uh, you're getting ready for Patriot, who you've seen before a few years back in our Virginia Preps class. It was a close battle with them, and they've had a really good program under Sherman Rivers, who was an established player himself at Potomac High back in the day, then William & Mary. Uh, I'm sure you've been eyeing them all year, keeping track of how they've been doing, and they're a team that's been in the States before. In a lot of respects, my feeling in watching them, I don't know how much you've watched them closely in breaking down film and preparing it thus far, is they're kind of similar to you guys in the sense of they don't have the, the posts like you do with Stag and Haslam, but they're very balanced. You can't key on one guy. Is that what you're sensing as well? Yeah, I mean, they're they there for a reason. You know, they, they're in the, the, the state semifinals just like us for a reason. You know, we're in the Final Four. If this was the NCAA tournament, we're in the Final Four. So, um they're, they they they're a good team. I mean, I, I believe they're a good team. They there for a reason. Um, we we gonna we we gonna break down the film. We gonna watch them, you know. And um, I think personally, it's, it's gonna be a great game. You know, I think it's gonna be a good game. Um, and, and us being able to, we got to go up there to their place. It's gonna be a battle for us because we up against the world up there. But I think we're gonna do well. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna go in there and we're gonna play hard. And I and I I feel like we're gonna win. Well, it should be a fun one with the Tigers and the Pioneers of Patriot coming up on Monday at Gainesville High School. Again, if you don't make the trip up there, and there's a bunch of Oscar Smith fans will be there supporting you all. You can watch the game on the NFHS Network, and if they're successful in that one, they'll be moving on to the state championship to play either reigning state champ Hayfield or South Lakes in a game that we'll probably be calling up at VC on the, at the Siegel Center on the NFHS Network. Coach, congrats on a great year thus far. Keep it going, and we'll talk again soon. All right, thank you. Y'all have a good day. All right, LeVar, go get that title, man. Yeah, we're going to get it. For the community, for the alumni, we, we just excited.
Congrats, Coach. Thank you so much. That is LeVar Griffin, head boys basketball coach of the Region 6A champion Oscar Smith Tigers. Now two victories away from a state title in Class 6 here with us on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We're overdue for a break. I think we'll be chatting with Maurice Fafana of the reigning Class 4 state champion Kingsport Girls next here on 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And again, we welcome everybody back into the show and maybe those that have popped into their car and just tuning in on 757 Saturday Morning Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm the coach, Ed Young. You're hearing my voice a little bit more than uh, my regular uh, uh, co-host who usually mans all the buttons and sits behind the big chair while I sit over there on a little stool in the corner of the room and talk when I'm told to talk. But today I get to talk a lot. Uh, my my partner, Matt Hatfield, is down in Pensacola, Florida, as he's doing his other duties, and that is the voice of the Lady Monarchs of Old Dominion as they are in the um, Sunbelt semifinals tomorrow against JMU in a big, big ball game where we're going to get at least one Virginia team, and we're hoping like crazy it's going to be the Old Dominion, Old Dominion Lady Monarchs to the uh, NCAA dance. So, uh, Matt, we're coming back on, and uh, you've got another big-time successful high school coach in the area who won last night, and he's also is two wins away from the States. Well, you said him up, thankfully. I don't know about your little stool talk and all that stuff. You poor, what was me stuff. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've been abused in the studio. I, I'm not allowed no, to say a lot. Oh, stop it. Well, we're going to be joined now by a special guest. He is the head coach of the reigning class four state girls side at Kings Fork High School. We talked with the boys coach, Rick Height, last week. His girls team at Kings Fork, Maurice Fafana, they won last night over Matoka, 78-42. to They're 20-6 and overall, two wins away from another state championship. And we say good morning and congrats to Coach Fafana. How you doing out there, Coach? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Morning, coach. Question. We'll get to your team in a second. We'll get to your team in a second. But Ed plays the the victim here. I mean, he gets to hobnob at scope of people. He's on the floor. All you other coaches that aren't playing at the scope have to sit in the stands. He gets to crash the hospitality room. He acts like he's having a rough life. It's not too shabby, though, is it? No, I, I think he's living a really good life. I'm I'm actually jealous a lot of times when I come to the scope and I sit up all the way up top with the uh, the the kids and all of the big celebrities are down on the floor. I, I want to be a part of that sometime. Now, hold on, Mo. I don't know about celebrities because most of the time I'm next to this Yahoo in, in Hatfield and try to keep him straight because he has a million notes. He uses six different color pens to uh, uh, get the statistics right, which he does do a good job on quarter. it. you got to have it color-coded. And by the way, real quick before I catch on, we were sitting last week. We, we wanted to give you some earplugs because you had some Petersburg fans in your ear the whole game last week, Coach. I mean, you had to have a headache after that was done. Oh, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, interesting sitting up there with them. I actually enjoyed it, though, just being able to hear parents and people say different things. You know, a lot of times I'm on the sideline. I'm kind of tuned out and, and can't hear a lot of that stuff. But it was it was kind of um, interesting to, to sit there and, and listen to some of the fans kind of go back and forth. I enjoyed it. Well, I'll tell you, Mo, we, the picture we have of you, it's its funny because the young lady who was the big-time number one fan of Petersburg, I think her son plays, she screened the whole game, half timeouts, every call, everything. I mean, and we turned around and we looked, and you you were leaning forward, and you have your face turned sideways, and I said, Mo, Mo got to get a different seat. I mean, that's not a bad seat, but he's going to have to get a different seat. His ears are going to be ringing all night long. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's actually funny. Um, she she came down in the in the aisle and she was standing up. I actually offered my seat up because uh, they was gonna put her out. So I gave her my seat because she was just so in tune to that game. She, I definitely couldn't let her get put out because um, she had nowhere to sit. So I offered her my seat and slid over. But I had no idea that it was gonna be the whole game that she was. The whole get people when we say the whole game. The whole game. Matt and I are about, what, 40 feet away, and we heard every word. Yeah, yeah. but that was classy of you. That was classy of you. Let's get to your team, Coach. I mean, uh, you're playing really well. I know you had that one setback loss against Hampton, the region championship, but you're going to another crack at Shonda Billy's Crabbers here coming up. And here's the thing that got me. You played the top seed in Manor. I know they have a girl that was on your team earlier this season, but Roger Smith's got a terrific group. You go to Portsmouth, hostile environment. I was on the road, got pictures of the game, updates of the game. They said it was one of the most packed electric atmospheres for a girls' game. To go to States, win or go home, you won that 73-66. to And really, your team has been able to – we just talked with LeVar Griffin of Oscar Smith about this. You've been able to play fast, high-scoring games. You've been able to play in some defensive battles. And you've been able to function different ways here against different styles here in the postseason and get victories. Yes, um, I'm 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 happy with my team. Um I've loved the way they played that that game of with Manor. It was um it was one of the games we kind of compared it to like last year we played Norview. It just seemed like we always end up in one of those kind of games that is, you know, it's a pack house, staying room only, yeah, high energy and everything. So um that game kind of it it took a whole lot of out of our kids um mentally and physically, um, having to play in the atmosphere. We came in as the five, uh, five seed, and Mountain was the one seed. We had the kid that was there with us, and, and she transferred out. So a lot of emotions and everything was kind of um, riding on that game. It was a do-or-die game where you don't want to lose, not just to Manor, um, but you also want to be able to, to continue to, to keep run, making your run to the state championship and um, – with the kid that was there with you one time before and transferred out, you definitely everything kind of builds up on one, and you know you just kind of put a lot of your energy into that. And I kind of lead, lead lean that on to the way that we played the following night, back to back nights. Um, it was kind of flat. We were still. I tell people when we talk, um, we were still in minor. Um, that that was an emotional win. It, it took a lot out of us, and. Um, we we just wasn't ready to play on on Friday night in the regional championship, Coach. Um, let's let's you've got a lot of a lot of talent on that squad. Everybody knows who's seen you play, and I've seen bits and pieces of some of your games. Obviously, with the opportunity to see some girls basketball when we're not playing, um, Soraya Griffin seems to be your your leader out there on the floor. It could do a whole lot of things. Let's start with her, and then let's go ahead and go over uh, uh, the key people that uh, people will come to be able to watch him play. And also, if you would, maybe say uh, if, if any of the kids are getting that next level look, because, again, a lot of our fans who listen in always like to know if um, players are getting looks at the next level. Yeah, um, Soraya Griffin is, um, we, we kind of call like the head of the snake. She's the, 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 um, the piece to the puzzle that she puts her piece in, and she kind of makes us complete a lot of times. Um, she has several uh, Power 5 offers and um, – numerous mid-major offers. Um, she has a lot out there on the table. She'll be making a decision probably um, next summer because she'll be coming up to a senior. So uh, I'm not 100% sure on her decision or when she's going to make it. But I know she has. Um, she plays with Team Durant during the summer. So um, 
is is still probably up for grabs or where she's going or what she's gonna do. We we don't talk a whole lot about far as recruiting and where she's going or what her decision is gonna be. You know, kids have so many options when they're when they're younger and coming through. Um, you just kind of let them figure it out sometimes with them and their parents on what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it. But she has probably over about at least twenty offers um, that's out there on the table for. So she'll definitely have a bunch to choose from. Um, our next kid will be uh, Naya Gaston. She's a senior, um, probably one of the best um, or better shooters in the state for shooting the three ball. Um, she's committed to go play at um, Coppin State. Um, Naya's been with me for the last four years. Um, she played JV. She, she's a really good kid for us. Um, she kind of gets things done for us, making shots. She can shoot it real deep, but she's going off to play at, um, at Coppin State next year. Um, then we have um, uh, Monty Clemens. Monty Clemens is, is the tall, athletic kid for us. She normally wears 24. Um, she's athletic. She has um, a couple, I think maybe two, or three Division One offers so far. Um, she's been coming on lately, um, having a really good game. Next kid would be, um, let's see who we got, is Kiana Britton. Kiana Britton is the post kid. She normally wears the red hair. Um, Kiana has been struggling with injuries throughout her, her high school career, but she has committed to go and play at Virginia Union um, next year. Um, she's actually playing now with a um, torn meniscus. So uh, sometimes you'll see it where her, her minutes are limited. Uh, she has scheduled um, surgery scheduled well, as soon as the season is over with. Um, one of my other kids that um, she's committed to go to Hampton but hasn't played all year, Alicia Boston. Um, she's one of the kids from turning from last year from our state championship team. Um, she was one of the do-it-alls and, rebounder she defended one of the best players on each team every night um so we've been missing her all year um with her acl injury but she's actually going next year she's committed to go to hampton and play hopefully we could get her back for the last two games um, i'm not 100 percent sure but we could definitely use her and then we have um some other kids taylor's rule taylor's rule is um a, a great rebounder she defends the best player every night on the floor and we just have um, multiple young kids that's that's on the team. We have a freshman in Riley Heights that's that's giving us good minutes. She stepped in once the kid transferred, and she stepped into the starting lineup, and she's been really good for us. Um, Denasia Jenkins, um, she's real high energy, comes in, defends a whole lot. She's on the floor. She's probably the smallest kid on the floor most of the time, but she'll lead us in, in rebounders, sometimes second rebounder on the team. She plays really, really hard for us, gets on the floor. Um, let's see, uh, who am I missing? Sounds like you can cover pretty much most of them there, Coach. Okay, I hope I did because I know I'll <laughs> I'll forget somebody and and, oh, yeah. and I'll hear about it in practice. You'll get that text or phone call, I'm sure, from from either a parent or somebody. Hey, you you forgot so and so, but hopefully we'll be yeah. getting you back on after a state championship victory. You're two wins away as we're talking with Maurice Fafana of the Kingsport Girls Basketball Program, state championship season ago, region runner up this year, but they were victorious last night in their state quarterfinal matchup on the ladies' side as Kingsport is moving on to a semifinal rematch 
with the Hampton Lady Crabbers, Kings Fork Victorious last night in its quarterfinal uh, game that they played uh, in the Class 4 tournament as they were a winner over Matoka, 78-42. to It is Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1 and 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Where, by the way, what time is that game? It's a Monday night against Hampton. Where is it at and what time is it? So um, all I have right now is the time, and the time is at 7, but I'm not 100% sure. I want to say it's maybe at Bethel. Um, I was supposed to talk with my athletic director this morning, but I did not get him. Um, so I would say Bethel, that's where Hampton played at last night. So I would guess if we were going to play again, it'd be at Bethel. But I had also heard Norfolk State. So I'm not 100% sure right now. But if I had to guess, I would say Bethel. All right. Well, people can keep attuned to their social media channels on Twitter and Facebook and all those things, and we'll have maybe something on VA Preps Rival on our Twitter account and pass it along if we get final details of where that game is. Last part for me here, Coach, sort of a two-part question. What can you apply that you did well in the state quarters versus Matoka to this game? What can you kind of hang your hat on that you think will be allow you to be successful? And secondly, you mentioned about the Hampton matchup last time, back-to-back to that very emotional, tough game with Manor, not having a lot of rest, having to play them on the road there. What adjustment or adjustments do you have to make to come out on top in this meeting? Um, and, and, and I think as far as the adjustment-wise, um, Matt, is just us being ready to play. Uh, we, we get a couple days in between. Um, we'll be ready to play. My kids, we, we really didn't show up to play that game. And, and I could tell early in the game, so we did nothing to give Hampton a, a, a fight. We did nothing. We really made – I made no adjustments. We just kind of let the kids play and finish it out. Um, I just felt like that we we wasn't mentally prepared to be there to play. And, and it showed early conversation. We talked uh, with the kids. Um, we, we, were, we wasn't there. So we'll definitely show up to play this time. Our defense is the thing that we've laid our head on all season, um, able to score the basketball. And, and all I can say is, hey, we, we'll, we'll fight this time. It, it won't be as easy as it was last time. Well, I think Ed and I both believe the winner of that game, nothing to take anything away from Pulaski County or Tuscarora as the favorite to win the championship. It feels like it's a state championship-level match in the semifinals with Kings Fork and Hampton going at it. The winner moving on to VCU to take on the winner of Pulaski and Tuscarora, the region uh, 4D and 4C champions. Coach, thank you so much. Congrats on another great year. All the best, and I uh, hope to see you down the road, possibly at VCU next week. No problem. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. Thanks, Coach. Yes, Coach. Good luck to you now. All right. Thank you. That is Kings Fork Girls basketball coach Maurice Fafana, his team a winner last night in the state quarters over Matoka here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We're over to put our time out. AJ Richard's got a sports center update next, and we'll have more here on hour two, including high school hoops playoff action. Brandon Plummer of Maury, and take your calls to it, 757 687 9494. It's 94.1.